the Titans, the Mount Rushmore players we all know the names of. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers. Then there are the Giants hoping to join this group. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. Nonetheless, you can't forget about these new guys hoping to dethrone everything those that came before them created and blaze their own trail into NFL history. Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Mac Jones. Men that won't let you forget who they are. And if you do, they'll be more than happy to remind you. This is the show where we'll talk about all those legacies and so much more. We'll follow these storylines from the beginning of the season all the way to the climax of the Super Bowl. We'll see Giants fall and watch new men who you never expected to take over stand tall. Through adversity and victory, the NFL has it all. We will cover every minute of it here. No buts about it. Hello, and welcome to No Butts About It. I'm recording from my home in Indiana. I had a five-hour drive from school and came in the door, got unpacked, sat down to record this episode because I wanted to make sure I got it out for those of you who have been loyal listeners. I really appreciate it. And we're just going to get right into it. No more uh, small talk. Last night was stressful. We had... uh, I, I was riding with Pat McAfee's uh, We Need One Super Boost, Super Boost on FanDuel. And for those of you who don't know, basically that's when Pat McAfee and his guys, they take the odds of something and they raise them so that you'd get more money than normal if it hits. And this seemed like a pretty easy one. Ravens win. Ravens cover three and a half um, points. And then you've got Lamar Jackson over 40 rushing yards. Easy money. Easy money, right? Well, get to the end of the first half. Buccaneers are ahead. Uh, You got Lamar with negative rushing yards going into the second half. And I was thinking, oh my gosh, I cannot believe this is going to miss. This is supposed to be like the we really need one. Like this is the giveaway one. Well, sure enough, we're watching the game. and. I get it in my head somehow that it's 45, 45 yards that Lamar needs. And my friend is watching the game with me. He's like, he's at 45. Like, you've got it. No problem. I'm like, okay, easing up. Ravens are definitely going to win it. No problems there. Then uh, I realized something. Lamar's going to kneel. And when you kneel, you lose a yard. So I'm thinking, oh, please, Lamar, do not kneel this ball. Do something other than kneel. Throw it for some reason. Play bad football right now. Now is your time. Well, he kneeled twice, and I thought for sure that it lost. But then I got a little notification, said congrats, you won. I was mad for about 15 minutes for no reason, just because I got it in my head that Lamar was kneeling and causing me to lose the boost but it was a close one got 43 rushing yards needed 40 so we're gonna talk about that game not just my betting habits uh so we saw tom brady last night buccaneers versus the ravens and he is still not himself we did see a little bit more of tom brady though he looked a little bit more like himself but still not all the way there Still didn't seem to have the chemistry with his receivers. There were a couple times he was talking with Mike Evans, his number one receiver, and it seemed like Evans thought he was supposed to go one way. Tom thought he was supposed to go another. 
just everything was not in sync for that team last night. They came out guns a blazing. Uh, you start the game out, and it seems like Buccaneers gonna ride the Ravens. This is gonna be an easy win for them, and that's what a lot of people were thinking going into the second half. Then Lamar comes out. They start uh, throwing the ball a little bit, running the ball even more, and the Buccaneers just couldn't handle it. The Buccaneers are not in sync. This was a rough team to watch right now because you know you've got Tom Brady, you've got Mike Evans, you've got all these guys that should be fantastic players, especially Tom Brady, and they're not in sync. There's no chemistry, and that is something that a lot of people overlook in football. They don't talk about the chemistry of the players. You think, oh, well, okay, if I take the number one quarterback in the league, Patrick Mahomes, and I'll give him the number one wide receiver, let's say Devontae Adams here for the sake of argument, they should just sync up right away and there's your Super Bowl team. That's not how that works. There's a human element. And these guys have got to be friends. They've got to be buddies. They've got to spend a lot of time together. And the fact that Tom is maybe going through some stuff, he's not able to be at practice as much, He's announced officially that he's getting divorced from Giselle. Um, that's all become official, and that's in his head. And that's something that we need to remember when we're watching these guys, that they are humans. Stuff happens that they aren't able to necessarily control, and it's going to affect their game as players. Completely normal, completely fine, but this is just not something we've come to expect from Tom Brady. Something I did not know is that this is the first time in Tom Brady's career that he has ever lost three games in a row. Now, think about how insane of a stat that is. Three isn't that many to lose in a row. And Tom has been playing for 22 years. He was drafted in 2000. That's 23 seasons. He's been the starter for almost all of those. And he has never lost three games in a row. That is insane to me. I'm I cannot wrap my head around that. I'd be curious to see how many like games that actually is that he's played where he's never lost three in a row. But I can't do that math off the top of my head. I wonder if there's any other quarterback with that sort of streak. But that's what they were talking about last night. Tom Brady has never lost three games in a row. That was the first time it happened last night. Absolutely insane. Tom's had a heck of a career, for sure Hall of Famer. He's had like three Hall of Fame careers. We all know that. But this is for sure the beginning of the end for Tom Brady. If anything, there's maybe... The, the real test now is Fox has said, they've already signed him to a deal for when he retires, but they said if... Tom Brady is not playing in the Super Bowl. They want to work him into the broadcast somehow. So basically what they're saying is when Tom Brady isn't playing in the Super Bowl, we're going to have him in the broadcast somehow. And that should be a driving force for the Tom Brady we know, the Tom Brady we've watched. Tom Brady has always seemed to be driven by the doubters, by the haters, by the people who said he was too old to continue to play. And people have been saying that. People have been saying, you're 45 now, or slow down, like this isn't what you're meant to do. And Tom Brady just, he's looked like a shell of himself this season. 
guy, a def- if a single defender gets to him, he falls down. He's not able to move around the pocket as much. And me and my friend were talking about this last night. It's like as soon as the pocket collapses, Tom Brady's going down as well. And that's just not something that's healthy when you're getting hit that much. It's not good for your body. And I think that's something Tom Brady needs to take into consideration. He has absolutely nothing more to prove to anyone. He's proven that it wasn't just Bill Belichick in New England when he won the Super Bowl for Tampa. He's proven he is the greatest competitor of all time. Tom Brady is a guy that people will be talking about 100 years from now. And people will be asking, how did he do what he did? He's going to be a household name forever. For two, three generations past mine, people will be talking about Tom Brady. So I think Tom just needs to hang it up. He's given so many people so many memories. He is a phenomenal competitor, but this is not Tom Brady anymore. This is somebody else in Tom Brady's body. And a lot of that is, as I mentioned before, because of, I think, can't say for sure because I'm not Tom Brady. I'm not with Tom Brady. I don't know Tom Brady. But I think it's because of all of the other stuff he has going on in the background, whether it be the divorce, aging. It could be so many, it could be a combination of different factors, but it's affecting the team. It's affecting him. And we've reached a point where we're now asking, are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going to miss the playoffs? Before it was, hey, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are for sure going to make the playoffs and probably will be Super Bowl contenders. That's not what we're saying. We're saying, will they even make the playoffs? Because the whoever wins the Falcons-Panthers game on Sunday, they control the NFC South. Think about that. The Panthers, who were who had one win up until last week against the Buccaneers, would control the NFC South if they win on Sunday. That's where we're at. And you might say, well, they'll still make the playoffs. This team isn't going to make a Super Bowl run with the way they're playing right now, though. The Steelers made the playoffs last year, but it was only because the Colts lost to the Jaguars. And everyone was kind of looking at it like, yeah, okay, they're, the Steelers are technically a playoff team, but not really. They're going to lose to the Chiefs, and they did. And even Brendan Roethlisberger was like, I just want to retire. I'm ready to be done. Like, I don't want to play in this game. No one wanted to play in that game on the Steelers because they knew that they weren't going to win. And they didn't. The Chiefs beat them because the Chiefs are the Chiefs. But I don't think this Tampa team, the way they're playing, is going to make a any significant run into the playoffs. So moving on from Thursday Night Football, let's talk about what we've got coming up on Sunday. Uh and some rumors. So let's go into the rumors first. And I'm, I, like I said, I drove for five hours, so I'll make sure that nothing happened while I was driving. And it would appear no, nothing has happened. Alvin Kamara, though, is uh, on the trade block potentially for the New Orleans Saints. Their running back could be getting moved to any one of a couple places. Places people have been talking about. Eagles. Eagles would automatically be Super Bowl contenders if Alvin Kamara goes there. I think their run game is probably their weakest point at this point, and it's not even really that bad. 
But if Alvin Kamara goes to the Eagles with Miles Sanders in the backfield as well, you just have a crazy game. Alvin Kamara is fantastic. He's had kind of a slow start to the season. That's why we haven't talked about him a lot. But Alvin Kamara is a dude that should be recognized as a fantastic player. And if he somehow ends up with the Eagles, wow. Also, the Bills. The Bills are also apparently in talks for Alvin Kamara. And that would be bad as well for every team in the AFC that has to play the Bills, especially if you're a playoff contender. Because the Bills, for the longest time as well, their weakest point has always been their run game. That's nothing against Devin Singletary. Devin Singletary is talented. If he wasn't, he wouldn't be a running back in the NFL. But for, I think, the last two seasons, Josh Allen has been the rushing leader for the Buffalo Bills. Their quarterback has been the rushing leader for the Buffalo Bills, not their running back. That is an issue. And Josh Allen is a strong guy. He's a good runner. He has the strength to push and shove his way through uh, defenders and get those extra yards. But at least in my opinion, you don't want your quarterback to be your primary guy who's running out there and taking those hits unnecessarily. And that seems to be what's happening with Josh Allen. Now, Josh Allen's young. But the other problem you have is if your quarterback gets injured, God forbid, if Josh Allen were to get injured severely and wouldn't be able to come back for a few weeks, then both your passing game and your running game are eliminated. And you really have nothing to work with. So Alvin Kamara to the Bills would be another fantastic position for him. And it would put him in a Super Bowl contention team. We'll see what happens. I believe the trade deadline is Monday. So big, big moves could be coming. And Monday's show would be on Halloween. Well, I'm not going to have a Monday show because it's Halloween. But... That's what we've got to look forward to for Wednesday's show, is talking about all that stuff. Let's move on to Sunday's games. So, who are we picking? So, we got the Dolphins and the Lions are playing. Or first, we got the Broncos and the Jaguars are playing in London, 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I am going to go with the Jaguars here because, yes, James Robinson's no longer on the team, but you've got uh, Travis Etienne Jr., who has looked fantastic in his debut season. Uh, You've got a defense that has somehow been revitalized. Doug Peterson is a Super Bowl head coach. Trevor Lawrence has looked above average. I I don't think he's done anything fantastic yet, but he's looked pretty pretty decent. Um, I'm just not impressed with the Broncos' offense at this point. Uh, Javante Williams is done. Melvin Gordon has been seemingly benched for some reason. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett makes questionable decisions regarding time management as an NFL uh, head coach. And then Russell Wilson, he is coming off of an injury. He wasn't really that impressive when he was playing um, healthy, in my opinion. So I'm going to go with the Jacksonville Jaguars to win that game. Dolphins and Lions, we have, yeah, the Dolphins. (laughs) Two is going to be playing, so I'm just going to say the Dolphins. Love the Lions, but Dolphins are undefeated when Tua starts. 
Panthers, Falcons. I'm going to say Falcons because the Falcons have been more consistent than the Panthers. They have a better run game now, although Chuba Hubbard, well, Chuba Hubbard's out. So, yeah, I'm going Falcons. But if the if Chuba Hubbard was playing, Panthers would be more appealing. Cardinals, Vikings. This one's hard because the Cardinals just got D-Hop back and they got Kyler Murray, Robbie. I'm going to go Cardinals because I think James Conner is going to be playing as well. They're going to have a full team again. Robbie Anderson's kind of a wild card. Uh, I think the defense should be able to get to Kirk Cousins a little bit, maybe hold up Dalvin Cook. I'm going to take Cardinals, even though the Vikings have the better record. Bears versus Cowboys. We're going to go Cowboys because Justin Fields did not look good in the game against the Patriots, even though they won. Raiders, Saints. Raiders, Derek Carr and Devontae Adams are going to figure it out. Josh Jacobs has been looking fantastic compared to past seasons. Steelers, Eagles, going to ride with the Eagles. Patriots, Jets. Now, this one, we've got some drama here. We've got some drama in the uh, Patriots-Jets games. And that is because uh, no one really knows who's starting. And it doesn't seem like even the team knows who's starting. So, if you remember the Bears game, the Bears-Patriots game, Monday Night Football, and Max started coming off of injury. He gets four drives, gets benched by Bailey Zappi. It has now come out, apparently, that one of the guards, one of the offensive linemen, didn't even realize that Mac Jones wasn't playing anymore. He thought that Mac Jones was still in, and then all of a sudden he saw Bailey Zappi running out onto the field um, with him, and he was confused. Bailey Zappi said he didn't know he was playing until Bill told him, and he didn't know that he wasn't playing until he found out from the media. So that is an issue. You don't really know what's going on. I don't know why Bill Belichick is being so indecisive, but Mac Jones has been on all the promos for this week. Uh, on Thursday Night Football, they showed the game with Mac Jones versus Zach Wilson. That's what they're talking about it as. I assume that, well, <laughs> I mean, maybe they're going to be like, oh, no, that was Bailey Zappi, because they do kind of look alike, but it was definitely Mac Jones. But it kind of makes you curious, like, what is going on? This is definitely a game to follow, 1 p.m. on Sunday, Eastern Standard Time. Game I'm going to want to watch, because the Jets are on fire. You've got Garrett Wilson, Zach Wilson, Brees Hall. Want to see how James Robinson fits into this offense now that he's on the Jets. And I want to see who plays on the for the Patriots quarterback position. Could be Mac Jones. Could be Bailey Zappi. We've been kind of shilling Bailey Zappi on the show. Mac Jones is in the intro, though. So if Bailey Zappi ends up being the guy, we're going to have to change the intro. And, uh... Bailey Zappi did have a rough second half, but he had a fantastic start to that game. Still ended up losing to the Bears, but we'll see what happens against the New York Jets on Sunday. Then we have the Titans and Texans. Going to take the Titans. Mike Vrabel is a fantastic head coach. He's coach of the year. Uh, yeah, you've got Ryan Tannehill at quarterback, but you also have Derek Jones in the backfield. So I think the Titans will figure it out. Probably won't be a fantastic game to watch, but... Yeah, 
Giants, Seahawks. I'm going to take the, I think it's an upset. It should be an upset. Seahawks here. They're playing at home. You've got um, Kenneth Walker the third has looked fantastic, even though I think he's the third string running back. Geno Smith has been a force to be reckoned with this season. They're on the up and up. They're feeling good. DK Metcalf might be out, but I don't think that's going to be too much of a problem. I just can't go against the Seahawks right now. They're on fire. Another must-watch game, in my opinion, is the Commanders versus the Colts. Because here we have Carson Wentz, potentially. Maybe he's out. We don't know. I don't know if he's starting or not. But this would be Carson Wentz against his old team, the Indianapolis Colts. And what do the Colts have? They have a second-year quarterback who is starting over Matt Ryan. Big surprise. Benching. Um, kind of saw it coming only because of the turnovers, but I also didn't really think that they were going to put in Sam Ellinger over Matt Ryan, who they just brought in to play. Want to see how Sam Ellinger plays. Want to see how he does against the defense. Really isn't that good. This will give him, in my opinion, an honest look into, like, is he going to be a good quarterback or not? Because, yes, it's going to be an NFL defense, but it's not a fantastic NFL defense. And this will give us a good look into Sam Ellinger's play. Be fun to watch. Should be a good game. I want Carson to start only because I want the Colts to be able to beat Carson and kind of prove that they may have found their guy now in Sammy Ellinger, who I've seen people calling him Slingin' Sammy, and the NFL history nerd in me wants to go back to, like, Sammy Baugh be like, no, but I know a lot of people don't know Sammy Baugh, even though I think more people should know who Sammy Baugh is. But, alas, um, if Sam Ellinger ends up being good, Colts may have uh, finally found their guy after five years of trying, and that would make Colts fans' lives a lot easier, and maybe there will be a new slinging Sammy in town. We have 49ers and the Rams next. I'm going to take the 49ers. Rams have not looked like they should have gotten anywhere near the Super Bowl, let alone won the Super Bowl last season. Uh, we've got Jimmy G. We got Debo Samuel. We got C. C well, Debo Samuel might be injured. That's a problem. But Brandon Ayuk will step up. Christian McCaffrey should know the playbook by now, at least a little more. You got George Kittle. He's still out there. It's a good team. Rams, on the other hand, have been struggling. Matthew Stafford's been struggling a bit. Then, uh, yeah, going 49ers. They're going to win that. I believe in them. Packers-Bills. This is the first game in Aaron Rodgers' career, apparently, that he has been a double-digit underdog. And that is also very surprising. That's, very, that's somewhat comparable to the... Uh, Tom Brady never losing three games in a row. Aaron Rodgers has been in the league since 2005. And as a starter, he's apparently never been a negative 10-point underdog. And this is the first week. Of course, they're going up against the Buffalo Bills, who have been fantastic. Uh, Packers have been struggling, don't really have any receivers. Aaron is, once again, looking kind of beat up. Kurt Warner is telling both Aaron and Tom that they should retire. See if that gives Aaron any fire. Um, of course, I think Aaron has been fired up. It's just he has no one to throw to, which is a problem. But the Buffalo Bills defense is 
going to kill it. They are a force to be reckoned with. When healthy, they're a top 10 NFL or top 20 NFL history defense in my, I think, stats wise, they're just insane. You got Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde, all these big names that I'm sure NFL GMs would love to have on their team. So, of course, we're going with the Bills. Bengals versus Browns, scary Monday night football game, Halloween. Going with the Bengals, even though Jamar Chase is uh, feeling it. He's got a hip injury out four to six weeks. I think Tyler Boyd's going to step up. I think T. Higgins is going to step up. I think Joe Mixon's going to step up. Hayden Hurst uh, stepped it up last week against his former team, the Atlanta Falcons. Let's carry that momentum into Monday Night Football against our divisional rival. Browns have also kind of seemingly lost their magic. Jacoby Brissett's been playing pretty well, but he hasn't been playing well enough in my opinion. The one thing that does scare me is... The Browns have a fantastic run game with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt in the backfield. Nick Chubb is probably going to end up being the rushing leader for the year. And he has had no bars, nothing slowing him down. And the Bengals have had issues with the run game. DJ Reader's been injured, so they haven't had a great time stopping the run. Stopped it against the Falcons, though. So if we can do that, then... Let's keep that up. Also, creating turnovers. Jacoby Brissett is prone to turnovers. He's been doing well so far this year, but you can make him turn over the ball. Let's uh, do that and keep the ball out of Nick Chubb's hands as much as possible. longer our offense is on the field means the less their offense is on the field. So I believe that uh, the Bengals will still win that game. They'll find a way. They're coming off of that fantastic game against the Atlanta Falcons. And, I mean, they're going to carry that momentum. That's what you got to do. So, that is all for the games. Once again, really the only story is Tom Brady is just not him anymore. He's not that guy. I don't want to say it, but I am going to say it. He might be washed. And, uh... It's official. Him and Giselle are divorcing. They've both made public statements about it. Very sad. Um, I hope that they're able to keep the kids in mind and everything works out for the best. Obviously a horrible situation. Prayers are with Tom and Giselle and that whole family. I don't know the kids' names. I know his oldest son is named Jack, but that's about it. But there is some, uh, that means that there's opportunity for there to be a new top guy, a new top gun. And you're never going to replicate what Tom Brady did and has done. But there is a space to fill now. Like, who is going to be that top guy? Some people say Patrick Mahomes. Other people say Josh Allen. Some people have compared uh, Joe Burrow to Tom Brady. I think it's a little too soon to say that. Patrick Mahomes, I get. Josh Allen, I can see. Joe Burrow, let's wait, and we'll see what happens. But it's a very interesting time to be a football fan right now. If you haven't been watching the games, I suggest you start because this is the end of an era and thus the ushering in of a new era of football. I hope everyone has a great weekend. I hope everyone has a great Halloween, and I will see you again on 
Wednesday, hopefully. If you enjoyed today's show, if you learned anything from today's show, I would appreciate it if you gave me a follow on Instagram, nobutts underscore show, or on uh, Twitter, josh underscore butts underscore 2001. Yes, I made it in middle school. Please do not judge me. Also, on uh, email, if you have any questions, want to learn anything, want me to talk about anything, just uh, shoot us an email at bullmoosepodcast.com then the number two at gmail.com. Once again, thank you for listening to the show. Please share it, like, follow, subscribe, do all the things, and I'll see you for our next episode. Until then, everyone be nice to one another and go do something nice for someone.